Everything on this table is as phony as the town. The rotten system you call communism. It was occurring to Doc now something Jade said once about vertical integration. That if the Golden Fang can get its customers strung out, why not turn around and sell them a program to help kick? Get them coming and going, twice as much revenue. As long as American life was something to be escaped from, the cartel could always be sure of a bottomless pool of new customers. I bring you a message from the intergalactic Welcome to the Intergalactic Railroad. I am Craig. I will be your conductor. Now recording. Ideology and the society we live in is a fat shit. And we're all very anxious. And we have to just let it go. Oh. History is a constipation? History is shit. And they have to just let it go. <laughs> All right, toast. I'll drink to that. Today, folks, we'll be talking about the necrocratic staying strategy, as opposed to the plutocratic exit strategy in which rich people hide from the poor people and run away to space or their underground bunkers while we all die in climate change. Today, we'll be talking about how all of us, the state is dead, and dad is dead. Uh, but no, the state. Yeah, dad is the state is weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at. Yes. What's Bernie's that movie called? is correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I found it found it hard to believe that that's really what that movie's called because they're. Everybody's made the word Bernie a different word in my head now, but yeah, bit. Uh, there are there are various, as I understand it. Uh, you've done the research here, but as I understand, it, there are a gradient of various types of necrocracy and amounts that you can be dead while still ruling a, a nation or a state or both or, well, or company. But uh, <clears throat> it's gonna be one of those. Where let me I'm just it's just I'm just gonna float this idea. Let's hear it today. About so I was I went back in the fucking went back in the weeds with March Madness, listening to them talk about Lenin's the state and revolution. And so I was wait, wait, wait. Say say that sentence again. March Madness say? is this pod, they're reading books, they're uh, right. explaining Marxism, right? I was like, there's no way it's March Madness already, this is January. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, they read a page of a book, talk about what the fuck the people are talking about, explain who the fuck Kerensky is and shit, you know? Um, and anyway, so, uh, I'm an anarchist. Listening to talk, tankies talk about Lenin is usually pulling teeth. But, uh, I like those guys because the uh, the attempt to humanize the ideology to explain it as common sense, which is common sense, uh, is good. But it, uh, the fundamental disagreement I have with that 
strain of Marxism, like Leninist shit, is this idea of the state. And um, I'm going to be pontificating here in this episode. I just want to put the trigger warning out. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, like, like as opposed to all of those episodes where you don't pontificate? Check this out. I'm We're about to, to talk at great length about the dictatorship of the proletariat and what a state is. Oh. And, own uh, and pooping. You said pro- uh, You're going to have to explain all of that to me. Yeah. That's what I'm about to do. All right. Uh-huh. So if you're not ready for some fucking... Uh, what you call it? Sudden shotgun blast of knowledge... You might just want to sit down because I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, you listen, listener. Please know you can go make some coffee and come back. We'll still be here in, in the recording, trapped in crystalline on the side of your little machine. But in uh, the mausoleum of yeah, the archive, with, the mausoleum with, of history, down here with Lenin. We're down here in the colon with Lenin, becoming history, ready to be uh, dialecticized. Right down the tube. So that's what I'm getting yeah. at. This. So. So so wait so so. So what is a necrocracy? A necrocracy is a state that is headed by a dead person. Uh, it's kind of like a theocracy, but it's not necessarily religious. The ne- the necrocracy in question. This started the word, well, when you say necrocracy, anyone who knows the word will immediately think of North Korea. Because in... That's in the, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea? The Democratic People's Republic of Korea, which is both democratic, popular, and republican. And, and necrocratic. The necrocratic People's Republic. It of, is also necrocratic. It's also on the north part of the peninsula. So I guess you can call it that, even though I understand they would be upset with you. Here I go, Necrocracy. reading uh, the part of the, uh, so in the Constitution of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, not of North Korea, of Korea, uh, in the Constitution, here it says, under the leadership of the Workers' Party of Korea, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea and the Korean people will uphold the great Comrades Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il as the eternal leaders of Juche Korea. Well, right there in the words, they proclaim these two dead guys to be eternally in charge of Korea. This has been a sponsored message. uh, It's sort of like a we will always love you kind of statement. (laughs) So it's like a text at 2 a.m. from my ex that lives in New Orleans now? No, it's like like at my granddad's funeral. It's very Greek. We're all chanting, may his memory be eternal. And the memory of the Kim Jongs, that is what is in charge of Korea. Their memory. (laughs) The Uh, ideal of them is what's in charge of Korea. And... um, so that's a whole thing that weighs like a nightmare on the brains of the living. But uh, more importantly, uh, it's recently come to light that not only is North Korea a necrocratic uh, people's democratic people's republic, but uh, South Korea is also primarily controlled by a dead guy. Uh, Heavily, heavily, I believe we got to say it for legal reasons, uh, for illegal reasons, we heavily controlled by a probably dead guy. Allegedly dead, right? 20% of the exports of the entire country of South Korea are Samsung. Some preposterous number of people who work in Korea are building things that either go to Samsung or service Samsung or they are working for Samsung. Right, if Samsung is... fell apart, South Korea falls apart. And if yeah, South it's Korea like 12% falls... of their GDP, right? 
just that one company, not to mention everyone who... America and Asia falls apart. China takes over the world. Donald Trump looks bad. Uh, John Bolton loses a job and is forced to shave his mustache and Steve Harvey laughs at him. So, (laughs) Samsung is not allowed to fall apart. However, the chair of Samsung is dead and has been dead since 2014. Allegedly. According to a tweet we read somewhere, right? What is it? Lee Dunhee suffered a heart attack in 2014. Uh... A newspaper reported that someone had secretly told them that he was dead. And this newspaper was forced to retract this story. And the whistleblower has since disappeared. And no one has heard nor seen Lee Gunhee since 2014. Which is interesting because if he was in fact dead, the estate tax would be something like $8 billion dollars. Seven billion dollars. Seven point something. Anyway, okay. <laughs> and his children would battle over the scraps of fucking Samsung and South Korea would fall apart. George Bolton, George Bolton, uh, John Bolton would be forced to shave his mustache and Steve Harvey would laugh at him. Uh, and uh, the, uh, yeah, so you're not allowed to say that Lee Gun He is dead. Lee Gun He is allegedly dead, according well, to Twitter. I, have evidence which will lead to the conviction <laughs> of Hillary Clinton. So, Allegedly. For what. jokes. Um, please don't One thing get us suicided, sir. It's another thing to uh, try to uh, take these two facts that North and South Korea are both necrocracies, and you can see the functioning of these necrocracies, these necrocratic. Um, gangster states kind of uh, as a model for the world and how it is especially because one is a democratic people's republic of dead guy and the other one is samsung which is actively as we said in our last episode creating artificial people to business <laughs> workers uh or, or now this brings a whole different twist to it they might be uh, creating artificial people just so that they can simulate Lee Kun Hee uh, eternally, which is the plot of Westworld. People, the way they used to bury statues with kings, they will serve his artificial self. <laughs> artificial people will serve this dead man's memory. They will be standing there writing his name on a cup with a sharpie forever. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and well, I think, I think if they're, I think you're right. At this, at this stage, they probably have him frozen. You know, that's my theory. He's on ice. That's not my theory. That's just, it's just one thing you could think. Um, he's on, he's on ice, and they're just uh, waiting for processing power to improve. Actively trying to build like these things, and waiting for, and just in case he'll be able to be regenerated I think Neil Stevenson leaked this in his latest novel which is a gigantic fat tome about billionaires inventing artificial worlds where artificial people can exist with artificial uh, experiences and suffering so that they can be gods in them and everyone else can be the fucking peons of that world who don't know that they're actually dead and forever trapped in a world uh, yeah, the that's literally side of this is pretty well understood I think as like a cyberpunk dystopia right as the whole upload thing we understand that right like that capital is an image of things and it seeks to build the eternal the uh, it seeks to turn everything into price and at the expense of everything will turn everything into price like a paperclip problem but the other end the King Jong end <laughs> is weird to people, and they they're like, "Oh, that's so weird. That's such like a that's such like a niche thing, huh? Look at that. You what do they think of next?" However, it's perfectly rational if you think that these Kim Jongs essentially led their people through the rapture into a beautiful future where humanity has conquered the physical universe and advances forever into joy and plenty. With the defeat of capitalism, this future is assured, and it was defeated. In the Korean War, that was the deciding point. 
juch will expand, humanity will take the universe, we will live forever. And so if you believe that, then it makes total sense to worship the people who, uh... Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Even down scientifically, like, state and the revolution, I'm sitting here listening about state and the revolution and thinking about the whole withering way of the state thing. Um... What is the state? The communist the... Uh, ascertaining of the state is the state is that which maintains class by violence. You know, it's like the anarchist way of looking at the state as a monopoly of violence. The yeah. communists say, well, it's not necessarily a monopoly. It's the one that wins. It's the, it's the one that defines the structure. You know, it's the system of violence that produces the distinctions in society that are class. It is the society. It's a it's a mechanism of violence, and um, and so Lenin, for instance, the Bolsheviks take over Russia, turn it into the USSR, and uh, Lenin dies and is put into this little mausoleum with the glass box to be like the idea is that Lenin deserves to fucking live in the communist utopia that he's allowed to that he's helped usher in you know it's not that he's despite a great being dead no by being Lenin like he's the vanguard so like they're gonna treat him right and the only way to treat him right is to preserve his body so that you can rebuild it later so that he can actually live in the communist utopia <laughs> and, <clears throat> but more importantly Lenin is dead, and Lenin's idea of him, the memory of him, is preserved in this box, and it is preserved like ideology, like a shit you can't shit. Like, um... <laughs> yes, it's impacted into the colon, is what you're saying. Did, of history. So the, the Cosmic Anxiety by Bo Boris Groys or whatever talks about the, the essence of the state is to protect people and um, to provide order, right? Like, uh, it's like this whole shit of uh, the state is not beholden to keeping your dumbass alive. The state is beholden to maintaining an average length of life that is reasonable. And general public health is the domain of the state. Your ass is your domain. But when people live forever, that distinction goes away. And so your death is part of the state's prerogative. Is It can't let you die any more than, um, like, you get cancer, you get this or that. It's whatever. Like, people die, but uh, if people don't fucking die, the state can't just let you die. It's just, like it, like if it was if it was optional, if it was just like in the default state you don't die, then yeah, then it's then it's unjustifiable for the state to let you die as being like sort of the ultimate act of not protecting you. Right. Is that what you're, and so, you're denying huh. the state. You're escaping the state by dying. You're getting out of the the monopoly of violence. They <laughs> they they the whole reason for like colonialism slathering the world and divvying everything up with lines in the sand is that they can't let you opt out. If you're alive, you should be working, you should be building empire. And if you're not like and if you're not building empire, you should not be alive. But if you have the option to always be alive, if the state can just revive you, they will force you to always build empire forever. Uh they, we, it, the situation will force you to always the pattern. Yeah. If it's like every, a, it's like yeah. water that's freezing if suddenly the freezing temperature of water has been raised and we are all just watching the ice rapidly approach us uh, as it cha phase changes. So the, the yeah. state is like a giant simulating machine that is that that's like a totalizer, right? It's like simulating so in in, you have uh, a population and you have people that make shit and you have people that own shit. And the people that make shit want to kill the people that own shit, but the people that own shit 
pay some of these dumbasses to hold guns and make sure that doesn't happen. You have two classes there, right? Yes. And then you can classify other things in that, but that's the general system. Um, and the idea with communism is that the people that make shit just straight up take over all the guns and make sure that those crazy asses that think they own shit don't kill the people that make shit. And <laughs> which and the, and is why the anarchists were fucking wiped out in the 20th century because we couldn't maintain control and we spent the whole fucking time sporulating all over the place making sure there was one last living anarchist at any given time. <laughs> 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 just just this pretty much from filthy... the Spanish Civil War up until Occupy or something. Yeah. But, uh, at which point all died. All, no, all now everybody's an anarchist and no one knows what the fuck they're doing. Everybody but, uh, was already always anarchists. When well, it comes to like a red light at 2 a.m. and shit. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about anarchism. Um, talk about non-Leninist ways of eradicating class. Uh, and uh, that is that's... where we get into Deleuze and Guattari. And what is the fucking state? The state is the war machine and it's the treaty maker. It's that weird ghost of dad that either kills people or fucking makes treaties. It defines what is cool and good and moral because that's where it comes from. It comes from this like ancestor worship thing. That's the original state where like would granddad think well of this is the original law. And now that was a necrocracy. That was ancestor worship. That was the original back when theocracy and necrocracy were the same fucking thing. Would the ancestors look fondly upon this thing that I'm doing right now was the original law. And now that it's been codified, it, it's stretched all, you know, it's moved on from that. But you can still see that in everything we do and in every fucking system. Uh, the looking back to Marx and the looking back to Lenin and Stalin and Juch and all this shit. Juch is ancestor worship. It is that distinctly. How? Uh, I thought Juch is, uh, I roughly understood it as a... Uh, a philosophy of total self-reliance. Uh, total self-reliance of the people of Korea, mm-hmm. all of whom are the adopted stepchildren of Kim Il-sung. So it's a just, it's a familial s- a simulation. Yeah. Which is now- also what the Samsung is, because like half of uh, Lee's like uh, children and grandchildren are part of Samsung's structure. And Samsung is run by a family that yeah. is doing weird ancestor worship maybe by accident i don't really i don't pretend to know or systemically need to not know what the fuck they actually believe what they're doing is this family with power is maintaining itself right and trying to live forever well that's what and, families uh, are though that's like the, yeah. that's why it's the original state is because it's a colonial it's like a like a colonial in the sense of like a, a insects uh, it's a genetic heritage that creates a swarm that overwhelms you over time is this structure of human bodies the South Korean event is like this specific image of human bodies it produces widgets um, the neons or neon just is the Samsung in general people that are widgets yeah. And Kim Jong, if North Korea is producing methamphetamine for the people that make the uh, the the that make the physical widgets that allow those fake widget people to exist, you know, <laughs> like. <clears throat> so look at this family tree. You see the the, the family tree uh, of the Lee family and all the ways that they like go out and essentially own like a quarter of everything that moves in Media and out and this and that yeah um and yeah and how they they're different they're they're, they're literally like have a word for this um which where was it it's fucking royalty um they, no the, for the whole the whole machine i guess yeah i guess it is yeah it's royalty um, it's an oligarchy but it's royalty it's a, a chaibo and they're conglomerates that uh, the the 
the corporate um, holding company overstructure in this entire country is owned by these families that are all intermarried for those reasons, which is probably not even not. It's not also. It's also true of America. You look at like the fucking Waltons and the Johnson and Johnson people. Yeah, there's um, like the Soros family and the Cock family, and like right. Yeah, and the, and the, the uh, guys. Uh, what's the name of the guy? The the family that was funding Cambridge Analytica, Mercers, and the Mercers, yeah. and the. And the Mercer's yeah. family. Tom Steyer's worth billions of dollars too. I don't know who that is. I don't know why Tom he keeps Steyer being on the TV. That was on the debate last night. They never gave it That's what I'm saying. I yeah. I perceive him to be merely a flesh puppet being used to like um, a buffer or like a like the packing material uh, that comes with whatever you order in the mail. He's he's yeah. just a, a piece of, of like puffy white stuff to buffer the other things. So what do you know about Deleuze and Guattari's war machine? Uh, the war machine and nomadology was my least favorite part of the A Thousand Plateaus when I tried to read the whole thing. Um, but I understand it to be a type of like a assemblage or a body without organs, a big old like constantly ongoing living process that happens of which human beings ourselves and which sort of like starts rolling in a direction and says if tell me if i'm right, right that far because i have an idea about what it does but it's just like it's like an, a type of an assemblage right okay. and and i'm currently absorbing your definition of one machine for later use <laughs> it like uh it like uh, assembles in a direction and then once you once it starts going it transforms whatever is in front of it into whatever it leaves behind it and it just fucking keeps going and it has to either like expand or move all the time and they're like look at the war machine like blistering out like a staph infection they're like no no don't do that don't stay in one place and be a war machine you gotta be a nomadology like a directionless mobile so war machine they're wrong Right? That was the official end of the revolution. The war machine had a name and a face, and it was Napoleon. He yeah. was the official war master 5000. And he was the other <laughs> one. And he slapped the shit out of Europe. And in the Russian Revolution, the war machine got a name and a face, and it was Stalin, essentially. Because of World War II, if anything. But uh, it, uh, I guess the argument I'm trying to make was that. Stalin, well, what what they both did, what Napoleon and Stalin both did, was build this bureaucracy that held this organism together, that produced a new state, and that state, uh, through exorbitant bureaucracy and violence, enforced a new set of classes, and it didn't eliminate class; it enforced a new arrangement of class. It was a new, actually, a new state. When the, the United States had its revolution, when we became the United States, you did not get a war machine because it did not enforce a new set of classes. It just unleashed the populace on the Indians in such a way. And like, that was already what was happening. Those classes already existed. The, the boss of the colony was the boss of the colony in Britain and in the United States. And it was not a revolution. There was not a new state. It was not a new society. That society had already existed. So you did not get this crazy fucking uh, war machine event. Um, but uh, the war machine event, like the per Napoleon, is the perfection of uh, guillotines and muskets as a, as a whole. Um, yeah, he went to like went to West Point yeah. and fucking uh, produced this. <laughs> He turned the entire government into a military organization. And in, in the Soviets, too, they have something called war communism. They're like, we are at war, we will run everything like the fucking army, and we will, like, live. We're going to get through this. Something called the USSR will exist tomorrow. And, uh... Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. I, I, I remember this vibe. This is... The 
This is the people at Rainbow Gatherings who are like, what if we just stayed here forever? They can't stop us. What are they going to do? Shoot us all? Yes. Like sitting there with no pants on, like with their hands just like rubbing dirt in their hands and like smiling. Uh, Right. Yeah, they are going to kill you all. So I want want to go back to the fucking uh, family tree diagram. Look at the shape of the diagram. It's like, uh, it's a tree, right? It's the, it's uh, one guy unfolds into eight guys and then those unfold into 25 guys or whatever. It's that, not a war machine. That's a treaty system. Right, right. That's yeah. a predated. Yeah, that's that. a, but but I'm saying I'm I'm picturing now that the communism as going the other way, where like yeah. a bunch of people give rise to a few people who give rise to one person who then is the communism and just goes forth and does everything together. Yes. There are no treaties. There's no like the idea of communism and the elimination of class you can't make treaties between classes one class destroys the other one takes a hold of it and destroys it and that's what's happening with in korea that's what's happening in in on earth that's what's happening to the working class bit by bit destroyed it's being annihilated um and the people the physical human bodies that comprise it are being annihilated and um and when i say annihilated i mean like it never existed erased from memory the shit is shat and gone and what you're left with is pure capital <laughs> and in korea this is the most obvious thing in the world uh where you are producing artificial images of like perfectly recognizable as humans but image there is no physical body attached to that perfect image of a human being and that perfect image of a human being exists only to ask you what sort of soda you would like or you know answer the phone you know and like that last episode we were talking about how eventually there eventually all of this rests on the back of some sort of system of production and uh, just as the war machine is this desperate attempt of the producers to get rid of this idea of treaties and this idea of the distinction, because that's what capital is, is and that's where the treaties are, they enforce distinction. Uh, you can't have a treaty with yourself. You have to have separate entities. You have to have separate classes of people to make treaties with. And the war machine is an attempt at unification through violence. And the treaty system is an attempt at utter and complete distinction. Mm. Like, that's the capitalist gray goo thing. And it is an end to violence by killing all life on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like, uh, we <laughs> we noticed you were suffering. We have decided to help you with that. Yeah. Um, so you have the two Koreas staring each other in the face. And this is my my idea of the day produced by having to take a shit and not being able to until like exactly just before we started recording this podcast is so biological we we are merging we are all one with your tubes right now um the the warm the 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 agglomeration towards a direction is going to be mobilized in now in roughly now in the 2020s is like probably too, a too large of a time frame but like roughly now or soon um the like propaganda machines have been aimed at it from many directions for a while and so we're probably going to go to war with the climate as a concept and a war machine will then be produced on, uh with like manhattan project energy which will be designed to, in fact, do geoengineering with large machines. If it hasn't already been being tested already, I'm not about to get off chemtrails, but... General Intellect Unit did a fucking episode on geoengineering, and it's the best. Geoengineering is just the reproduction of capitalism on a geological scale. Right, it's... Yeah, totally. It's, It's putting all the fucking bits of the Rubik's Cube back in their particular sides. 
sorting them back into their zones, making sure no. everything is is uh, geoengineering is allowing everything south of the fucking wall to die. That's geoengineering. Like, if you can fucking cause it to rain or not rain, you can cause it to rain or not rain on your enemies. Yeah, which which reduces or like reproduces the world in a series of like uh, one square mile pixels which either get rain or do not in a binary fashion at any given time based on the organizing principle of yeah. the state, right? The state which is like attempting to simulate and thus control all of the things that happen. Yeah, and I know this is going to be totally like all over the place because I'm like having a hectic moment or whatever and I have this idea in my head and it's so close and it's one of these where I really should have just written it out and read it, but uh the war we can machine insert that here. and the treaties are both functions of the state as it is, and they're both things that, as an anarchist, I would like to do away with. They're, they're defining properties of an ideology of the past, and that's the thing that weighs like a nightmare on the brains of the living. The treaty is a way. The treaty is an agreement made permanent, right? The the treaty right. is the it's a promise of the contract. It's a relationship in writing. And it and it presumes the, um, it it presumes the consent of the governed or the consent of the signed for. This is why it, uh, the Rainbow Family people don't uh, sign uh, uh, any contract with the Forest Service or the law enforcement, who always come with all of these permits and things. And everyone says, "No, no, I can't yeah, sign for that. I'm not in charge." The, you would acknowledge the existence of a Forest Service and of a governing body over the rainbow problem right you would you would you, someone would be taking responsibility for the consent of everyone else and, and what and, it doesn't and in legitimizing the state and their per- perception of their control over that lands which is the actually the radical part of it is just sitting there and smiling at them and be, yeah. they hand you like a thing and it's like signed by them that says this is how the rainbow family will act and you say yeah this looks pretty good yeah this is roughly how we will act and then you just hand it back without signing it um then it's, and it's more of a descriptive thing of how you already act than it is an agreement of what you will do in the future because no one is making that promise. This presumes any any kind of... Uh, this The treaty is like this fucking family tree thing with all of these arranged marriages and permanent agreements between governed people with the one dude at the top who's technically dead. Not technically. Technically, he's not dead. Allegedly, he's actually dead. He's biologically unsound. <laughs> he's not doing well. The lights are off. So this this does make me have to bring up the unfortunate fact that we're Americans, and America is currently ruled by a person who's basically dead. And okay. Who who's like makes sounds out of his body because the gases are escaping, but. Uh, who's not? Who's like moving robotically based on uh, a dead person's logic of like rolling downhill, rather than moving in any particular like structured manner representative of a living being or assemblage. Yeah. It's just like he's just like a, a fucking demented meat puppet for various interests. Who are just jerking him around with hooks that they've planted inside him long ago, and and he has to respond to the events and make sure he stays on top of the Twitter cycle. Fordiga, Fordiga, uh, who's He's not a functional? The, the the president of the United States is uh is is foam on the wave. It's um uh, don't don't mistake like the personal affect of this this body for the structural underlying forces like politics is geological is tectonic and um, humans are temporal and shitty we have to eat we have to shit that defines us like uh, <laughs> right right it's a material analysis rather than uh, a character analysis I, I, yeah, I perceive this, that I'm just talking like, about the fact that like this is, this is a sim not a not a similar thing to, I mean that's a shitty construction. Let me start this over. This is a oh, very I mean, sim. 
man. No, I'm not. Uh, you I'm, you don't get to make my point. I'm making my point. I want to make your point. All right, you try. Uh, hi, my name. My name's Wi-Fi Cat. I'm a cat, and I got Wi-Fi. It's very cool. Skateboarding. <laughs> Big orange guy is too fucking old. Why is he so orange? Because he's fucking a technological production. He is a living bodily hologram of himself. And it's gross. Much like Nancy Pelosi. Much like Elon Musk. Much like Mick Jagger. Actually, all of these are just subsets of Mick Jagger. Yeah, Elon Musk is Mick Jagger when he's feeling petty. How was that for um, you making the point? Is that good? It, I, you ended up right where I was going to uh, pick up again, so that was perfect. No, okay. he, yeah, yeah, that's he's he's a fucking hologram. Uh, he's a, like a, a imagineered puppet of capital, but but all but just to say, it's not that different from having a uh, an in, a definitely not dead dude who you definitely can't see who went to the hospital five years ago and has been not dead ever since. Guy, it's not that yeah, much different. Exactly. There are yeah. there, all of it is just like having the, the machine rolls on through all of the f- unfolding uh, tendrils of the tree thing, and it or the or the uncurling forward motion of the war machine. It, the important thing is the glass, not the body in the glass. You've got the glass box, and you know there's a body in there, but the important thing is you can't touch it. So we're gonna make a neon of Vladimir Lenin. Is what you're saying? No, true communism <laughs> is when we fucking rebuild him. <laughs> yeah, when he's back alive again and having new opinions and growing as a person, and is just one of many, then we win. And one I of many linens. Anything before and after that. Millions and millions of linens, linen airs. Yeah, an infinite number of linens, as is our uh, an infinite number of me's and you's and them's and yeah. does. Just linen printers, like scattered throughout the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you didn't want to be a tanky podcast. Um, it's not a tanky thing, because the whole state withering away thing. Like, if you read uh, the state and revolution, like, there was a, a good point made for like we're gonna use the war machine to dismantle class, right? And um, advances were made. I'm not gonna fucking sit here in front like where the project is done. The theory isn't finished, you know? Like, advancements in theory are the most important advancements in any science. And if you want to have an immortal science, you need a constant advancement in theory. You need to be studying uh, on the granular, on the tiniest levels, and on the largest levels, constantly, and changing and expanding and learning. And that the, the reason why tanky shit is annoying is because uh, is, uh, is one thing because there's real physical conflicts, but more importantly, because there's this tendency to play catch-up that never reaches present day. And um, it's all of... Very similar to, like, other anarchist problems of, like, the anarchists are always thinking that they're going to be the next Bakunin, but, like, the next Bakunin was Kropotkin or something. Like, that's... You're a hundred years behind everything. Fuck up. Like, fucking, you know, (laughs) read a new book. (laughs) Read Read a new book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's true. Everything, everything between uh, Marx and Harry Potter is now in between and including is all not allowed to, to be your book. You have to get a new book, a recent book. We need a fucking book for this century, at least. Like, read something that was written some sort of electronic time. book or an e-book. Yeah, you don't really get like. Like, the newest fucking good theory is, like, Bookchin, right? Bookchin. Ojalan, and that's Kropotkin. It's just fucking Kropotkin. And it's bad Kropotkin. Have you read this, uh, I don't know if you've uh, read this heady new Gen X, Bart Simpson, skateboarder, uh, kind of rebel philosopher Nick Land, but he had some very interesting ideas at one point. The fuck is Nick Land? Uh, Nick Land Land invented accelerationism. He is a bad dude, but who? What philosopher wasn't? 
Um, he he started with the um, CCRU. No, that's that's the cool hackers. Anyway, he's Beto O'Rourke, but for philosophy. He started with a <laughs> hacker collective. He was like into like crusty metal, heavy metal fucking symbology, and he wrote this book called Fanged Numina, which is very widely uh, regarded in the realm of like let's become post-human, completely fucking dissolve, become monsters, accelerate all things, accelerate the, the replication of all things so that we can become these like monstrous space overlords faster and better because history has a dialectic so make the dialectic go faster. And then he spun out and became this um, sicko like dark uh, enlightenment neo-reaction worlds guy who influenced Moldbug and a lot of the people that influenced the alt-right because he got really into like um, monarchism and like uh, like the whole the whole cor corporate um, Mitsubishi rules everything type futures that were supposed to be dystopias he's really into living in those and like becoming an insane um, like Ozymandias alien dropper type character uh, all of all other accelerationisms are reaction in Nick land and the idea of like creating earth-based juge and just like expanding forever into the stars and printing Vladimir Lenin and everyone else on every planet is uh, a weirdly landian thing to do and sort of like gets at the tension of uh, this podcast and how we avoid being canceled for trying to do something oh, that for being so, col so, colonialist slime mold spores essentially the acceleration of the processes of history is like definitely shit people were talking about in the Russian revolution yeah uh, yeah uh, but like modern acceleration is yeah, the point totally fucking stands. But I think it's worth noting that like where you think history is going and accelerating that is just some shit that people try to do. But it's one of the things I think Lenin, that's why even as an anarchist, I like Lenin, is that he was the one that was like, hey, man, you don't just have an engine suddenly. The engine is like your interface with the engine is like you hit the gas pedal, you turn the key or whatever the fuck. But we're not in a, a fucking engine. We're making one. We are making a dialectic of history. We produce history. And you need to fucking get a wrench and a book and learn. <laughs> Do a pull-up. Get a gun. Yeah. And, like, one of the things I think is entirely worth saying is that fucking um, states don't exist and parties don't exist. All right, I've like, been to some parties. No. I've been to some parties. <laughs> like the, the Communist Party, like a reevaluation of what it means to be a political party and what it means to be a state and uh, what it means to be a war machine is totally worth uh, like the idea of class war and all this other stuff. What I would like to do is give all the homeless guns and give all the communists networks to allow them to learn how to be a society. You know? Um, <laughs> to, like, not be a war machine and not be a treaty maker, but to suddenly be one whole fucking body. Mm. And, like, the sudden imposition of that is a bizarre thing, and I don't know what kind of time scale that could happen or whatever, but that's my fucking politics, man, is that we are one fucking body. We will become one body. We will recognize that we are one body. Or eventually, some part of our body will fucking fail, and it will rot out the rest of us. And um, which will probably clue us in to the one yeah. body thing. Like when, like when Scabies comes to the commune, it's like, oh wait, we are all one body. It's in all of us. We all have to shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the idea of merging into oneness is uh, considered to be terrifying by many people who call themselves anarchists, specifically the individualist and egoist anarchists, also known as uh, the bike thieves. Right, they're wrong. 
<laughs> well, they want to they want to be themselves and go ride their tiny bikes up and down the train tracks. And yeah, how are you uh, gonna? No one's preventing them from doing that except the fucking police and whatever the fuck. And like, really, it just has nothing to do with anything. It's a relevant concept. You know, if someone's like, hey, how do I fucking make my car start? And you're like, I don't know, man. I just like skateboarding. <laughs> like, cool. Get the fuck out of here. You're not my friend. <laughs> or like, you are my friend. You're just over there skateboarding. But like, don't expect me to appreciate that. <laughs> it's not, you're right. It's not, it's not like a, even an offered solution. It's just a, a declared refusal to deal with. Yeah. I'm uh, talking about the arc of history. You're talking about masturbating in the Dollar Tree bathroom, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what you're up to, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the people want to, people want to stick the, uh, the accelerationist tag on a lot of things, um, that, uh, that aren't like, like, I would think you could easily like uh, draw a line between Posadism and accelerationism, or even like you said, between just, um, leftism in general, Marxism or and or anarchism. And, uh, yeah, and the line is the arc of history. It's the idea of progression as it comes from the materialist dialectic. Yeah, that is a really big neon line drawn by Marx. Yes. Posadas is a great example of it. We're like, well, if history progresses into socialism, then all aliens are... And they should... All aliens are what? You could do it again. If history progresses towards socialism, the arc of history is long, but it ends with communism. And um, it leans towards communism, let me put it that way. Um, that means that the longer civilization has been around, the more it communizes, meaning that something that could get here from another star would be more communist than us. And thus, Juan Posadas thought that the dolphins and the aliens were the only people that we could call to for help from the fucking American imperialist intervention. The more advanced creatures of which ultimately the that arc of progress leads to being able to merge with other types of beings like the dolphins right. or the aliens. And the all octopi. that shit is based on math about automation and price and uh, the economics of automation is what produced that model of progress. It's uh, like, uh, if I can produce five blankets in a day and then you make a machine that I can produce 25 blankets in a day. And then you make a machine that produces machines that make 25 blankets a day. And I'm operating that machine. I'm now making a shitload more blankets and the price of blankets is affected and the cost of my labor is affected. And ideally this would end with me just once a year pulling the magic fucking lever and everything's taken care of. And that's coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just a whole society based on making sure that we pull the lever once a year and nobody forgets. There's yeah. just one lever, just the one lever that it's was kept very easily within reach of somebody. It's not hard to get to. But yeah, and that's all information entropy. This is another North and South Korea thing: is thermodynamic versus informational entropy. I don't really understand the relationship of these two things. They really yeah. only share a name. No, but, they share uh, an equation, man. That's the whole point. They... Oh, I looked at those equations. They're different. Now I have to fucking look them up again. I hate that shit. It's okay. Point, we can... Data is produced by mechanical work. And uh, there is a physical relationship between data production and actual physical thermodynamic entropy. And yeah. we don't have that in math yet yeah we do it's hot it's hot when you do data i know that part yeah My computer but gets hot, hot when i run a video game how i ran a video game take to learn one data point i don't know i can't play a video game very long that's so what I was cool about the processor power thing about how it doubled each year or whatever was that <laughs> there was a thermodynamic relationship with how much it takes to produce a processing chip and how much processing power that chip had it was a purity thing 
and you had to purify all this water to purify the silicon then and it was like i saw the math on this and it's a whole page full of math but uh there was like it takes this much water it takes this much energy it produces this much co2 and it doubles each year and um that broke is breaking because of the co2 production and the physical uh material support network that is needed to double our ability to process data and produce data um but since capital refuses to look at any sort of actual human cost of anything we don't actually know what the ecological and human cost of data production is because we literally can't know or else the fucking epsteins will kill us or something or else the fucking samsung will come and get us and fuck up our phone or something like that <laughs> actually look at the cost of producing the society it immediately there's a big red arrow saying it's a saying it's what it's impossible uh, like infinite growth is not possible uh the dialectic of history leans towards we all die um all of the black pill shit immediately starts setting in because we don't have the actual math to actually deal with the problem it's a complex it's a complexity made of complexities made of complexity and well uh, yeah and because it, this is part of the relationship between information and entropy it's like the the amount of calculation you'd have to do to keep track of all the shit that's related to how much stuff we have but therefore how finite of growth we can have you'd have to be using most of that much of that stuff to process that information about that stuff which inherently affects that stuff that's the the um yeah, production, the production of information inherently creates the production of of chaos. They they arise together. This is just that's just some acid phase discordian shit, but it acid also is like the relation. Also it's also the relation between heat entropy and information entropy. Is like the the more information that you put into something, the more entropy that it has. Yeah, all of this relates to necrocracy because maintaining memory costs human value all money is human time lost right and maintaining the memory of what was is human time lost and so the past weighs like a fucking nightmare on the brains of the living because it takes up our time and our energy and our lives we are less ourselves because we are maintaining these fucking giant systems of oppression that have always fucking weighed on us for forever and uh, there's this process of we have to literally forget everything and become a more complex system, a relational system that is not data. Uh, the state is a literal. You know, communism and data literally cannot, theoretically, what? which is fucking stupid. It's a stupid thing to say, but that communism, is the, say it again. Communism and data literally cannot coexist. They cannot coexist. If communism is the like the communing of things, uh, and data is the distinction making, you know, and communism is a class society, that society cannot exist because there will be no data about it. It has no data. It is smooth, like a Republican's brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, lots of people have smooth brains, man. You're being ableist. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think, I don't know. I uh, I think if you're talking about communism, it, which is a, a stateless phenomenon, or what? You, Socialism is the process of taking the state and using the violence of the state to contain the ruling class so that the productive forces of society can maintain control of themselves until they don't need that violence anymore. Okay. Um. Having the distinction between ownership and labor, uh, destroying that by destroying the idea of ownership requires you to contain and control and protect the owners, the former owners. Right, <laughs> right you want to give them nice... Uh, socialist lives where they can just like go to back to school get a degree in, in hot pottery um, yeah but you've got to also know, really in touch with their feelings and they wear barefoot because it's legal 
Expect them to be really pissed off that they can't fucking live off the profits of their silver mine. Yeah, fuck you know? that. We're gonna put them on a boat and make them work as the waiters and make the waiters get to hang out, drink martinis. Well, you could do that, but also just one boat, then you end with a nuke on it. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Point <laughs> being, you gotta you gotta put a fucking cap on it until they forget that. They so, but what you're talking about is killing dead people, though, because you can't you can't put Kim Il Sung in a fucking uh, rig in a boat with a nuke. You can't put him anywhere. He's he's already put somewhere. You can't put Lin anywhere. He's in a box. There's yeah, but okay. So who is in charge of fucking Korea before Kim Il Sung? You know his name? Uh, I barely know anybody's name, man. I don't remember your name. That's how easy it is. All right. Uh, so you take because... the deed to the land and you burn it, and that's the end of the fucking, you know. No, because look, the the theocracy thing is still real in a lot of places. Like, there are still people who are holy men and therefore are in charge of shit. Like, for instance, the Pope. Yeah. Or even the retired Pope, who has a fucking influence and, uh, and like, life of luxury that I can only dream of. And he's and it's war on them until they're gone, until they're forgotten. But what I'm saying is they have invisible people to point to, and those, those necrocrats, those... Like, Jesus is theoretically a ne- the ruler of the Catholic Church, right? Jesus or, or God or some, one of those guys. So the Pope is just his, his mouthpiece, his Metatron, if you will. And so you can't kill theocrats. You can't, because they're like, they appeal to some part of existence that cannot be, uh, like, beheaded. And... It because in fact often causes them to become stronger. If you if you kill them, then they like disperse and scatter their spores and all the people who perceive them as a martyr. This is why I was talking about anti-memetics. We got to be able to hide them. We got to be able to yes. kill Just all the other them in nothingness. <clears throat> Remove all the Brooklyn podcasters from to... the airwaves. And make them so that they are forgotten. And bad smells that no one ever looks at them again. <laughs> uh, we, ha- we have to reprogram the rich people and make them happy to not be the rich people anymore. That seems like the, the only way. Or possibly we can automate them out of existence. Oh, from a bourgeois perspective, man, like from an American perspective, the bourgeois perspective, because the American perspective is the bourgeois perspective, like American culture is bourgeois culture. It's very it's correlated. But um, uh, it all seems very impossible because it's like, how do you attack an idea? Oh, no, we can't even touch it. And it's like, what is that idea? How many brains are that idea in? How many divisions does it have? How many tanks? You know, does that idea have... <laughs> And, like, who controls those nukes? Where do they keep oh. their brain when they sleep? Like, um, they're a physical <laughs> support structures. They Everybody do- keeps their brain in the, in the same place when they sleep, man. Charging on the mm-hmm. table next to them. Yeah, obviously. Next to the glasses and the big... <laughs> like, what? There are physical reproductive forces... You know, like, there are, like, socioeconomic forces, geological forces, ecological forces that produce our, that are the components of our fucking haunted society. And uh, that society reproduces itself using these mechanisms. And what we need to do is get people near all these mechanisms and be coordinated enough and sly enough so that one day we can all jump those mechanisms. And then you don't have any more new popes. <laughs> the pope has been canceled. The yeah. Pope, the pope will not be airing anymore. Like, the pope can say Juan Guaido is in charge of any fucking day. You know? The pope can well. point his stupid pope finger at whoever the fuck he wants and say, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. And you know what? The Pope's a crazy guy in the streets of fucking San Francisco. <laughs> the Pope is wiping dirt and blood on his robes from where he dropped his uh, burrito and picked it up off of a needle. Because nobody gives a shit anymore. Because <laughs> Popes are stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
That is a war we can win. Oh, it's true. We need to produce the mechanisms to defeat the idea of orangeness. You know, of the fucking... All of these weird life extension technologies of the Pelosi's and the Musk's and the Trump's and the Peter Thiel drinking blood to advance his fucking... You know, trying to save himself for the time when upload can happen kind of shit. The fucking guru daddies that, like, pick up 18-year-old young people and put them on their school buses and just, like, absorb yeah. their life energy to stay alive through, like, ever-worsening industrial illnesses. We can those technologies. We can take those technologies and use them for our own ends. And we can no, build not the one with the school that buses. reproduces faster and more effectively than capital. We can produce a mimetic society that is more robust. And we will. The arc of history says we will. Uh, a sort because of, a sort of. We like doing things that we like doing, and we don't like doing things we don't like. Better solution, go for it. That's just how people. <laughs> work. You know? The the dis- distributed uh, consortium of lazy folk. Uh, just, yeah. Just if I have a machine that makes blankets a day, and you have a machine that makes twenty blankets a day, I want your machine. You know, and or I'll take turns pulling the lever, and then we both get blankets. Like, reasons to not do that are stupid, and they hang like a nightmare on the brains of uh, they hang on like a, a fucking nightmare. bedside table next to our fake teeth. <laughs> <laughs> hang like a nightmare. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to go for a brownie thing, but I don't know enough, and I can't bring myself to fake it. Oh, um, yeah, hang on. Is that what you're going for? No, I'm never doing that again. That's You get one. No, we're ending this recording 10 seconds ago or so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you might have to tape over the last... Uh, you clipped out saying, hang like a nightmare on the brains. But then, if that's just the end of the fucking episode, it feels like it. Yeah, I feel like I was pretty disjointed. No, no, I think it's good. I think we're we're struggling to deal with the fact that our the rest of the media is not. I mean, we have been we have been work, dealing with the fact that the rest of the media is not supportive to our areas of uh, interest of or or like uh, topic. Like today's discourse is very rarely actually about the acceleration and the neck necrocracy uh, in the linen printing machine. Yeah, the actual the, the discourse. About fucking people being hopeful for Bernie Sanders is really upsetting to me yeah it's lunacy yeah <laughs> but like, bernie sanders sure i might even vote for dude but like i'm gonna like those man yeah yeah it, it's it's the only purpose of bernie is to provide a, uh, a mimetic counterpart to any of the other things he's just he's like uh he's like when you flip the family tree upside down, it's just everybody's just pointing to each other, and then those people are just pointing to each other who are pointing to him, and it's like, fucking, you do it. All right, you're doing it. All right, get up there. You're communism now. I just want granddad to yell at America. It, it, <laughs> he, he, is, he is our necrocrat, it's true. He's representative of all of our uh, uh, cranky communist granddads that we all dream of. Dream of. You get a new car, and you get a new car, <laughs> and you get a fur, and and you get a fur. I'm the ghetto Oprah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's a. F- <laughs> you don't know that it's a reference. Craig Leaf. <laughs> you and my granddad made fur. You made fur coats. Oh no. 